It's only preseason, but NFL football is back. Messi is tearing up MLS, and a rookie quarterback has already been named starter. This is the Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast. Let's talk about it. You are now listening to the Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am your host, Neil Maligno. I appreciate you for joining me as always. If you're new to the show, please don't forget to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you're not new to the show, thank you for returning. We always appreciate you guys liking the video, sharing the videos, and of course, dropping your comments and thoughts down below. Content is about to ramp up here at Rival Fantasy Sports with the NFL returning. We have to talk about a lot of football. We got fantasy football to cover, so we're going to have episodes dedicated just to fantasy football, which means these episodes where we do the three sports headlines of the week, we're going to try to get crafty with it. We're going to try to get creative with it. I'm thinking we try to do five minutes per headline. Can I do it? Can can we do it? Five minutes per headline? I'm going to try. We'll see. I'm not going to put a timer up, but we're going to see how we do today. I've always felt like my target with these, you know, it's three topics of the week type episodes is that we get to the topic, we talk about it, we chop it up. I give you my opinion, my thoughts on it, and then we continue the conversation in the comments. So that's what we're going to go ahead and target here. We're going to try to do it. I'm going to try to make it a little more effective for you guys, a little quicker, so you can get on to the next piece of content that you guys want to, you know, consume, get back to work, get to your kids, whatever it is. Hopefully, we're helping you get through that kind of stuff too, you know, I know. I know I turn on a lot of YouTube content when I'm doing other things, and so hopefully we're providing the same thing for you. If we are, like I said, don't forget to hit subscribe, like, comment, share, do all that beautiful stuff. We really appreciate it. And don't forget, this show is brought to you by the Rival Fantasy Sports app. You can download the app today, or if you're you know into the desktop, if you'd rather use desktop, that's fine. We got that set up for you, too, for RivalFantasy.com. If you're not going to use the app, it's RivalFantasy.com. We got NFL content on there. MLB challenges on there. So you can go on there and basically play NFL challenges right now for preseason. You can do it for bingo. If you want to wait to the regular season, that's fine. I totally understand that. We still have MLB challenges, MLB bingo, and we will have NFL fantasy season long. That's going to be released about a week or two before the season. So if you got some leagues that you're starting up, wait, hold your drafts till then. It's going to be a lot of fun. We would love for you to check out the site. It's going to be a blast. Let's go ahead and jump into topic number one. So, of course, the first thing I have to talk about today is NFL preseason football. We're not going to sit here and look at highlights and, and break down every single game. Not going to do that. That's not what this show is about. Again, we're talking about the top three headlines, and we have to talk about preseason football for it. But we can't sit here and break down every single game, every single result. If you guys want more of that kind of content, just let me know in the comments. I could definitely provide that for you but for right now let's just look at some of these this is from cbs.com cbs sports i should say.com uh this is the preseason leaders i know these stabs don't matter as much but hold on hold on hold on hold on before you even say it before you even say neil it's preseason the stats don't matter the wins losses don't matter no I i agree with you i agree with you but i do think they matter a little bit There are some things to take away from this, not the wins and the losses so much. I don't really care about those because as we all know, and this is the same thing with the stats to a degree, you know, a lot of these guys will not be playing when the NFL season starts week one, right? They won't even, most of them won't even make rosters, right? So at the end of the day, we have to take all this with a grain of salt. However, I still believe there is value to take in a particular player's performance, you know, to watch what the team is trying to do, kind of the the mood of the team. Is there leaders on the team? Are, are, are things looking right? 
you know, I think you can tell those kind of things. I think there are storylines that hold true in preseason football. So I'm not the type to totally negate it and write it off. Others are. That's fine. That's up to you. Let me know in the comments if you do do that. Why do you totally write it off? Do you not take anything away from preseason at all? I do. So let's go ahead and, and, and bring this back up here. So these are some of the stat leaders. Again, you may not even notice some of these names. Again, some of these names won't even play this season. If they are, they're backups or third, fourth strings type of stuff like that. But at quarterback here, passing yards, nothing significant. Stetson Bennett, interesting. Drew Locke, we know, is the backup to Geno, so that doesn't really matter. Passer rating is a little interesting. Uh, Matt Barkley, obviously, I don't think we care about that with Josh Allen. Aiden O'Connell is interesting because we all know Jimmy G is a starter in Las Vegas. There's a chance he gets hurt. If so, Aiden O'Connell is likely, I mean, they say Brian Hoyer is the backup. The way Aiden O'Connell looks in this game, I could actually see him being the backup. They really like Hoyer, though. They trust Hoyer. He's known this team, you know, these coaches forever. And so he likely is the backup quarterback. But Aiden O'Connell looked fantastic, again, in this situation, in the context. I'm not going to keep prefacing it, but just understand that we all know it's in context. Trey Lance actually didn't look great. Lots of weird tweets going out there about, you know, Shanahan trying to set him up to fail and all this crazy stuff. I don't buy it. I still would like to see Trey Lance in a different situation, honestly. At running back, rushing yards, Emmanuel Wilson looked pretty good there with over 100 yards. No one else actually has over 100 yards here, which is interesting. But again, none of these names are significant for the most part, especially if we're talking about fantasy football. It, you know, for the team's sake, some of these guys are going to matter, but in fantasy, for sure not. Uh, this Calvin Austin, if you guys seen that play, absolutely electric play. Go to the Rival Twitter, at Rival Fantasy, and you'll actually see I actually tweeted that play out, and it went crazy. It went crazy, and you know, it just didn't look fair. <laughs> the play did not look fair. You can say Calvin Austin is fast. Yes. You can say the cornerback made a bad play, bad angle, whatever you want to say, bad coverage, that's fine. But Calvin Austin is flames. He was leaving him in the dust. I think we're going to see more of that this year. So that is one of those guys where I'm like, mm. I know they have a lot of wide receivers in Pittsburgh, but I still think there's there's value there. There's something to look at, pay attention to. Again, if you're in Dynasty, Calvin Austin isn't a horrible idea, to, you know, of a guy to look at and pick up. Raiders, Cole, Fotheringham, not really going to matter probably. Some of these guys, this is the interesting stuff, is someone like him, you know, who is really nobody to the team coming into this. He's nobody who's going to make their roster. It wasn't like a, a set in stone type of thing, second or third string. Now you see a game like this and you're like, I don't know, man, if he can continue that through the playoffs, is he going to like find his way onto the team somehow? These are the kind of things that I say they might matter. They might. We don't really care too much about, you know, kickers, puns, all that kind of stuff. Obviously defense is kind of weird in the preseason since coaches aren't really, you know, you know, ain't really playing calling to the max here. Right. So, you know, that kind of stuff I get even more, but scoring the kickers here went crazy. Obviously, they, they kick a lot of field goals, regardless of whether it's preseason or not. Uh, there are some interesting names. These are just scoring leaders in general, so guys who score touchdowns, basically. Uh, and, you know, the kickers, like I said, are, are at the top here. A lot of running backs, kickers. No one of significance. N nothing that we're really seeing peak out here. Like I said, Calvin, you know, Calvin Austin, I think, is an interesting one. Uh, guys like Sincere McCormick, it's not really a thing. Josh Jacobs is going to return. There's not really going to be any room for guys like him. Keelan Cole, same thing. Once Devontae Adams is out there, Hunter Renfro, all these guys, it's just and, uh, even, you know, Jacoby Myers didn't play either. So guys like him aren't really going to matter. Khalil Herbert, that play was fantastic. So these, those are things where the Khalil Herbert one's a good one, right? Like 
one of those things where, you know, everyone's ra- raving about the rookie and saying, you know, Roscoe Johnson is going to do this, going to do that. And, you know, people are just kind of, people just aren't in love with him for whatever reason. I do love, actually, Clay Harbor. I think he's a great player. I think he's going to tear it up. I think Roscoe Johnson is not a threat to his job at all. And so for stuff like that, when you see Khalil Harbor do that, and with a pass, no less, with a pass, no less, that hurts your Roscoe Johnson wave. <laughs> that hurts, you know, this thing that you're trying to build over there. So I don't want to get too much into it. It's just, you know, the kind of the first week of preseason for a lot of teams. But in reality, I do buy into some of the storylines all in context. The stats are all in context. The wins, losses, I can care less about. The wins, losses are the least important thing to me. Least important thing. I do think guys are winning backup jobs in this. I do think guys are getting onto fantasy radars in this. This is one of those things where if you're playing dynasty football, especially dynasty, more than any other thing, there's always bench space on your team, right? Like you, your bench isn't loaded. Your bench isn't loaded unless you're in like a six-team league or an eight-team league. Your bench isn't loaded. A real dynasty team has a deep bench, 12-plus teams, and everyone goes hard. If that's the case, some of these guys at peak and preseason, they're not all going to really pop. They're not all really going to become, you know, bona fide stars or starters in the league, but some will. One or two. If one or two leak through and you hit on them, that's significant to me. So I do definitely in Dynasty and Fantasy look at the preseason and take some of that with me. Again, it's all in context. You're certainly going to get guys who popped off in preseason and don't do anything in the NFL for the rest of their life sometimes. So I get it. But just understand that there is some value there. I'm curious now for you, what is what is it that you're paying attention to preseason? What do you take seriously? What do you make note of, right? You don't have to go all in. You don't have to go crazy. But what do you take note of that you take enough of a seriousness with it where you're going to note it? You might, you know, make a move in fantasy. Is there anything in preseason that makes you do that? Or are you all in on Neil? Preseason is worthless. Offense, defense. I don't care about none of it. I don't care what players do what. It's all worthless, and that's how I move. If that's how you move, let me know in the comments. Let's go ahead and jump over to topic number two. As you know, Messi went over to MLS to play soccer, to continue his career there. There's all different kinds of offers out there, right? He could have played anywhere in the world, and he went to the MLS to play in Miami. And the reason I'm bringing this up, you're like, Neil, Some people don't, you know, soccer fans, some soccer fans don't take MLS serious. They don't think it's very competitive, all those kind of things, right? And there's a lot of money being thrown around in other places of the world that a lot of players are going to, especially late in their career, that they take take it more seriously at that point. Uh, But again, MLS not taking it seriously. The competition just isn't as good as other places in the world, of course. However... This messy thing is interesting, and this is what I want to talk about. Let me just bring up, I have a bunch of tweets to look at, a bunch of stats to look at. I just find it interesting. I want to end it with a question at the end, of course. But let's go ahead and just bring this up. I want to show you this. So this tweet here from MLS says again and again and again, six games, six wins, nine goals. Messi's latest star showing in League Cup action. Six games. In six games, he's won all six games. And he has nine goals. Again, you can hit me with the MLS competition isn't that good. It's not that serious of a league. It's not that competitive. I really don't care, to be honest with you. I think this is impressive to just walk onto a team, walk into a new league, walk into a new country, and do stuff like this. 
is impressive to me, no matter how you slice it. So this just kind of adds on to the messy, you know, allure, the the legend of Messi. This kind of stuff is great to me. I love this stuff. And trust me, it's all going to build up to a question here at the end. Next one. Look at this angle. Angle. What? Look at this angle of the Leo Messi goal out of this world. So check this out really quick. We're going to do this with no audio. Check this out. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. That was ridiculous. This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You're, you can't just write off that kind of stuff. <laughs> you can't write off that kind of goal. I don't really care who the competition is. You can't just ignore these kind of things as if they don't matter. That was very impressive. Now, again, some more details here. Some more details. Enter Miami. They are going to the Elite Cup final. Messi can win his first trophy in his seventh game at the club. Messi can win a trophy for the League Cup in his seventh game. Mind you, this was not a very good team before Messi joined them. Again, you can say the competition isn't great, but he went on to a bad team and is now in the League Cup in his seventh game. You can't ignore it. You just can't ignore it. And, and to add on to the fact that I said they're a bad team, 22 goals in 22 MLS matches before Messi, 21 goals in six matches after Messi. This is called influence. This tweeter says not Saudi money. They say the Saudi thing because Saudis are throwing money everywhere in all different sports, especially in soccer. And, uh, you know, some people don't like to see it. Right. And some people don't it's not have to be Saudi necessarily. Some people just don't like the guys who go for the money grabs. It is what it is, right? Like some people just for the love of the sport, right? The pure aspect of it, the pure aspect of the pure love of the sport. The money obviously player Messi has enough of it. Messi has all of it. It's not like Miami is paying him nothing. But some people just don't like the idea of people throwing money around and players just going to end their careers in other places. He sort of did that. It's 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 America, it's you know, US soccer. So people are going to kind of relate the two and say, you know, MLS isn't as competitive as a Saudi league, you know, these different things. But again, when you take into, you know, all the different variables, all the context, this stuff is impressive. This is impressive what Messi has done. Uh, I don't think there's any way to deny, you know, the impressiveness of, of what he's doing. So I got another one here for you. I want to actually look at uh, Messi is tied with Joseph Martinez for most goals scored for Inter Miami this season. Martinez has played 24 more matches than Messi. Again, you can say the competition isn't as good, but we're talking about a team that was bad. Bad. If you take, you know, LeBron James basically and put him on like one of the worst teams in a league, will he get them to the championship? It's actually an interesting headline to me. It's actually an interesting conversation. It's an interesting topic. How many players who are the best at their sport, how many players who are the best at their sport, can you move them into another league, a less competitive league than the one they're in that's just the best in the world, put them on a bad team, and they'll bring that team to the championship? I'm just curious what you guys think. How many players could do that? Like what percentage of, you know, elite basketball players, elite soccer players, elite football players. How many of them can do this kind of thing? Do you think it's 1%, 5%, 10, 50%?
You know, what what do you think? And if it's even easier, who are some of those players who could do that? Is it a LeBron James? You know, is, is someone like that? Is, is a, you know, John Morant good enough to do that? Is a, you know, does it have to be a Tom Brady-like figure or could it be a, you know, Derek Carr type of player? Like how far down, you know, does it go where that is, you know, not as impressive to you, you know, or more impressive to you because, you know, the guy is that much, you know, a top 15 quarterback in the NFL goes to a league less competitive and takes a bad team to the championship. Like, where, where, what's the most interesting variable to you? I think football is a hard one because it's not really played in other countries as much. Basketball is easier. Soccer is easier, you know, to have these kind of conversations. But let me know. Drop some players in the comments who you think are, you know, capable of doing that in terms of, you know, carrying a whole team from being horrible to a league final team or a champion in, the, in, the, in that league. <laughs> I'm curious what you guys think on that. Uh, another one here. Messi doesn't like challenges is the quote, right? At 36, he went to a last-place club, somehow carried it to a tournament final, somehow qualifying it for the CONCACAF Champions League. This might be Messi's greatest magic show ever. I think that's a fun way to put it, right? His greatest magic show ever. I like that. I like that, I like that tweet. That was a good tweet. Um, so that, that's, again, it's fascinating stuff. No matter how you slice it, it makes things interesting. It makes MLS soccer interesting. It makes soccer interesting. It makes Messi's career interesting. This stuff is is fun. And and the reason I get to all this is, will Messi doing this, coming to the U.S., playing in MLS soccer, seeing the hype that it's caused, seeing how quick he could turn around a team, seeing all the love he's getting, obviously the money is good, seeing all that is good for his career, the stats look great. <laughs> how many other players may consider this move because of Messi, we can't, you know, turn. We can't ignore that Messi's making his stats look good. It's making his career look better. His paycheck looks good, but there's something about that U.S. exposure that's also interesting, right? I mean, obviously, soccer is the biggest sports in, sport in the world, and it's a sport that all, all other countries have, you know, crazy fans over, right? So it doesn't matter where you play. There, there's different countries. That, you know, the fandom is different everywhere, of course. But when you come to the U.S., right, it's interesting. Let me show you this picture, for instance. We have this picture here. And in this picture, you have Serena Williams. You have LeBron James. You have Kim Kardashian. Like, this is what's happening, right? This is what Messi is doing to Major League Soccer. Do you think these guys, these folks, these wonderful people were at Major League Soccer games before this, I don't know if they did it all. Cause I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I didn't fact check it, but I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. <laughs> Tristan Thompson in there, Serena's husband. I mean, I highly doubt it. They're not the only ones who were there. There's plenty of other celebrities who have come through to see the messy show. So I'm, I mean, how much does that allure, you know, pull? You know, how much does Messi care about LeBron James, the greatest basketball player ever, arguably? come to watch him play. Serena Williams, arguably the greatest women's tennis player ever, or not even arguably for me. I mean, Kim Kardashian, I'm not going to put her in the same conversation as those two, but you get it. Huge celebrities, right? Like, what is it? How much does that matter? The money's good. The celebrity, the fame. I don't know. It's good for your stats. It's good for your career. Everything looks good. 
gets great attention. We'll see if the MLS is able to draw more of these kind of stars. You know, if they'll be able to take these kind of players from the other leagues, maybe even earlier in their career. Who knows? We'll see. MLS soccer has had to get more money in it. It's going to have to keep, you know, growing in exposure and in popularity in America. That just has to happen for this to happen more. But I think it's a great experiment. It's fun. People care about MLS soccer more than ever right now because of Messi. It's an interesting experiment. It's kind of like, I, w- I wonder if you could compare it to, obviously they're not on the same level uh, talent-wise or impact-wise in their league necessarily, but like, you know, Dwight Howard goes over to play in another country at the end of his career, right? Tears it up, does really well. I don't know if you won them a championship or anything, but, you know, a similar kind of idea when NBA players go overseas to play towards the end of their career. I don't know if you can make the comparison, obviously, on, on Messi's level, but it's, it's fun. And it seems like everyone's having fun with it. Like Messi fans, the fact that Messi fans are having fun with it says a lot, right? They're not, you know, bored by it. They're not, you know, boohooing it. Like they're having fun with it, at least some of them. So I think it's interesting. It's fun. But you guys let me know. Could someone like LeBron James at the end of his career, like he's basically, you know, I don't want to say he's at his end of his career now, but he age-wise he is, goes to play in like China, for instance. They put him on the worst team in China. Would he get that team to an NBA, to a, not a NBA championship, but to a, a championship in China? Would that happen? Let me know in the comments what you think. Could a LeBron James do the same thing that Messi's doing right now for basketball in another country on the worst team in the league? Let me know. Let's go ahead and jump over to topic number three. Now, I told you the NFL is back. It's back in action. It is preseason, but the NFL is still back. I'm not discounting it at all. But one of the top headlines that came out of, you know, this past preseason games for me, this one is the one that I could not ignore. The Colts have named Anthony Richardson the starting quarterback for the regular season. The Colts have named Anthony Richardson the starting quarterback for the regular season. It don't get more important than that. It don't get more fun than that. Colts fans should be elated. Fantasy football fans should be elated. Everyone should be excited to see what Anthony Richardson is about to do. It's going to be fun. I'm not saying he's going to win them a Super Bowl or you know get them to the playoffs or this and that. Maybe I'm more excited just from a fantasy football aspect. But it's it's definitely a football aspect, too, because Anthony Richardson is super fun to watch. So this is great news. I'm super excited about this. I absolutely love this. And anyone who knows, I've I've been an Anthony Richardson fan. I I actually wanted the Raiders to take Anthony Richardson. And, you know, I'm excited for his career from an NFL standpoint, from, you know, what he can do in the game itself. But also I'm a huge fantasy fan, dynasty fan. And so I'm going to obviously have tons of fun with Anthony Richardson on teams. I love Anthony Richardson's game. I think it translates to the NFL super well. You give me that aspect where a quarterback can run and do things with the ball that other quarterbacks can't. And I'm definitely, definitely in love with it from a fantasy football perspective. No question about it. Here's a tweet from NFL Rookie Watch. Anthony Richardson's deep accuracy is something else. Richardson was just recently named the Colts starting quarterback for the regular season. Gardner Minshew said that Richardson is going to be special as the face of the Colts franchise. Richardson's connection with Alec Pierce has also reportedly started to heat up. Connection on a 30-plus yard touchdown today. The Anthony Richardson era is officially here. It's, it's here. It's Anthony Richardson now, 
right now, damn it, as a starting quarterback for the Colts. I How is this going to play out any other way? We're kind of acting a little surprised, but why are we surprised? We're not really surprised. This was obvious. This was obviously the way this was going to play out because nobody was going to be, what was Gardner Minshew going to beat him? And that's no shade to Minshew. I love Gardner Minshew. He's a fun guy. Plays pretty good ball. Was he going to beat Anthony Richardson? Come on. You don't really believe that. I know you don't. Adam Schefter tweeted, number one pick, Bryce Young has won Carolina starting quarterback job. Number two pick, C.J. Stroud, is expected to start his second straight preseason game and appears to be the opening game starter. Number four pick, Anthony Richardson, has won the Colts starting quarterback job. A rush to the rookies. When you have to quarterback that early, that is the goal. That is the goal. That is why Will Levis fell, because no one's going to start him. <laughs> no one is going to start Will Levis right now. But when you draft a Bryce Young, a C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, super talented, elite-level guys, you're going to play him. You're going to play him. It's just the way it is. Unless you have this really good veteran quarterback who you are phasing out, but he's not done yet. Then you can let a guy sit for a couple years, a year or two, a la Jordan Love. Very similar to that situation. But that wasn't the case for these three teams. That was not the case at all. So totally understandable that all three of these guys were going to start. That was my assumption going into this into the year, so I'm not surprised. Uh, this tweet from Brandon Thorne, NFL. Anthony Richardson is fun. Let's look at this really quick. Got this first play where he uh, takes off, couldn't tackle him, and he literally bum rushes the defender. Next play, he's over here slinging across the middle. Beautiful catch, beautiful pass. And then this one here, just putting the icing on the cake. Oh, come on. Money. Money. How can you not be excited seeing that? And again, we talked about it earlier in the show. I don't care about the context that this is preseason, vanilla defenses, vanilla play calling, backups, guys who aren't going to be on the team. I don't care about none of that. Because in this situation, these are the things that I'm talking about, the context that matters, the things that I look at, the results that I actually pay attention to, these are them. Anthony Richardson was a baller. Anthony Richardson was putting shot, you know, passes on the money. Those matter. He has to make that pass, whether it's preseason, whether it's vanilla defenses, whether it's backups, he has to make that kind of pass, period. If he was to mess that pass up, I would judge him for it. So you can say it's preseason and the positives don't matter as much as we want them to, but if that pass was bad, I would actually slam him negatively for it. If he didn't have the running game going and, and doing things in the running game, I would be like, eh, what's going on here? Are they limiting him? Are they telling him not to run? What's going on? If he wasn't able to make those passes you know, accurately over the middle, open passes that were there for him, I'd be concerned. The fact that he made them, it counts for something for me. I'm not going to shade it. This tweet from uh, Colts underscore law, Lawrence Owen, to those fans outside of the Indy area who are saying it's stupid or a tank job to start Anthony Richardson this NFL season. If you've been to even one Colts full pad of practice, you know how wrong you are. I was a skeptic until I saw for my own. There you go. He had his skeptics, no doubt. He was one of the most questioned quarterbacks coming into the draft. So no doubt the skeptics were there. You weren't the only one. If you were down to him, you weren't the only one. I wasn't doubting him. I, I believed in him. He was my favorite quarterback in the draft. I love the upside, the high ceiling of a, of a quarterback who could run like that, who could sling the rock like that. We'll work on everything else. <laughs> That's how I look at it. We'll work on everything else. We'll figure it all out. Also, this one here, 
Here's my full exchange with new Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson. This is from James Boyd. I asked him if he ever thinks his hard work is overlooked because of his physical gifts. He said, despite all that, you got to work. Followed up and asked what he's chasing. He said, greatness. It ain't just the legs. It isn't just the arm. It's the mindset, the mentality. Anthony Richardson is, is a good dude. Like he said everything right that you expect to hear from a quarterback or that you want to hear from a quarterback, a rookie quarterback. If he messes up, no one's seen that coming because he seems like a great dude. Every report I've ever seen out of Indy since he got there has been good. All the quotes, all the quotables, he's a leader. The Colts jumped and made him starter now. They're letting their team know this is your guy. This is the leader of this team. That's what they did. That's what they did today by doing this. They let you know without a shadow of a doubt that this is the leader of this football team. I respect it. Do you think, for me, looking now, you say, Neil, how good can Anthony Richardson be? I always like to go to like a fantasy football aspect to kind of compare production-wise or what I think a player, could, how good I think a player could be. I think Anthony Richardson, for me, is e- could easily be in the top 10 in fantasy football this year. Top 10, 12 is light work to me. I don't even think that's difficult to imagine. Look who finished there last year. Look who finished there and tell me you don't think with the high floor upside of the running game where he could run around with the ball, get rushing touchdowns, tell me you don't think he could be top 10, 12. Rookie season, out the gate. And and you're not even having to draft him that early. His ADP in, in drafts is like 16, 15, 16, I believe. Somewhere in that range. So he's a steal. He's a steal. Do you like Anthony Richardson? Do you think he'll be a top 12 quarterback? If you, Let me know in the comments right now. Anthony Richardson in fantasy football, top 12? Yes, top 12. No top 12. I want to know what you think. Drop it in the comments. Let's continue the conversation there. That is it for today. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. I just want to show you guys a quick look at Rival Fantasy. They are who brings us this show every single week. This is their challenges. You can actually get on there, play these challenges. As you can see here, someone has a $40 available bet on Kenta here. If you take the Jane Paxson side, you can place your bet for whatever amount you want. That is how challenges work. Again, NFL preseason challenges are available, so you can get on there and play. Obviously, it's a little harder with preseason. It's harder to predict who's actually going to play, who's not going to play, how much they're going to play. But those are on there in case you want to scratch that itch. Uh, so we have NFL available on there. We also have Fantasy Bingo, which just to kind of give you an idea, this is what it looks like. You get end up buying bingo cards. You then um, you set a roster first, then you buy the bingo card. So this is a starting roster. You buy the bingo card. You can buy one card for $1. You can buy 50 cards for $50, whatever you feel like doing for that particular roster that you built. When you do that, if you hit four in a corner like this, it's bingo. As you see here, $15.22 win on a dollar card. $15 on a dollar card. All you got to do is pick a lineup, draft a lineup, no salary cap, you know, no kind of restrictions like that. And you'll also see the game log here, which will show you what hit on the card, that actually, who actually did it and won it for you. Um, so you can win four in a corner, you can win diagonal, you know, five in a row, any which way, or you could fill in the whole card. It's a lot of fun. And then of course, season long right now, you can get on there. You can do mock drafts. Uh, like I, like I mentioned to you earlier, season long will be released a week or two before the season starts. So if you have a league right now in mind that you're, that you're looking to start up, 
go ahead, sign up for Rival Fantasy. Use the link in the description. What will happen when you do that is you will get a uh, a deposit match up to two hundred dollars. If you deposit twenty five, we'll match twenty five. Deposit one hundred, we'll do one hundred. You do two hundred, we'll do two hundred. Best deposit match in the game. Plus, using that link below, you will get a twenty five dollar free voucher. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. But you can get on here, get in, get familiar with the system, check out challenges, play some bingo, do some mock drafts. And then once you're done with all that, like I said, when, when we roll out the season long, you can just roll right into it. You can roll right into season long, get your get your you know your league mates involved. We actually have some really special contests going for that where our rival will be covering some of the league fees for you guys. So get on there. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Get on there. Have some fun. Again, that is it for me today, guys. I tried to get through it as quickly as possible. I definitely didn't hit the five-minute mark. I definitely didn't hit the five-minute mark on each topic, so I am going to have to work on that. I don't know if I can ever get it down to five minutes. I you know, bring up these topics for a reason because I'm passionate about them. I love them. I think they're the top three headlines of the week, and I don't know if I can cover them in just five minutes. I will continue to try that. You guys let me know. Do you want you know, me to try to knock them out in five minutes you know, around that range, or do you like the uh, longer episodes, You know, the, a little longer attention on each topic? You guys let me know. I always try to you know, provide you guys the kind of content you're looking for. It's an important thing for me. If you've watched this long, I can't thank you enough for your support. This episode, uh, again, is brought to you by Rival Fantasy Sports. Use the link in the description. Don't forget, subscribe, like, comment. Let's continue the conversation down there. I am Neil. This is the Rival Fantasy Sports Podcast, and we are out. Oh,